Welcome, everyone, to the Directed IRA podcast with Matt Sorensen and Mark Kohler. We're here, ready to talk and to start a fight about SEP IRAs and solo Ks. Yeah, I think there's a lot of debate which one's better. Uh, the older you are, the ten- more you tend to lean towards the SEP. They were kind of the hot thing back in the 20- 1920s. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, uh, 80s, 90s. Yeah. I think uh, in the 2000s, everybody caught on to this solo 401k. And so we're going to break it down. The SEP does get used once in a while. Yeah, we still do lots of SEP IRA accounts, more solo 401ks. But we want to go into them. These are the retirement accounts for self-employed people. Best used in both instances if you're self-employed with no employees. So yeah. we're talking about the solo 401k, SEP IRA specifically. Now, there's lots of other account types. There's just regular traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, you know, um, 401ks if you got employees. Not today's topic. We're just debating for you solopreneurs, what's the retirement and, account you should do? Yeah, and you can have employees. We're going to tell you the lines, you know, some part-time, some full-time that haven't been around that long. So there's kind of this transitionary period. Um, okay, so I like Matt's first caveat. We'll have some fun here too, everybody. Welcome. Hopefully you're a regular listener. If not, if you're, we should we should introduce ourselves for the, the yeah. there might be someone that just found us and said, I need to know this difference. Well, gosh, we're over a million downloads on our podcast, two different podcasts. Our sister one is the- Two ama- million, actually. Is it over two yeah. million? Yes. Well, yes. what's a million at that yeah. point? Evil you know? Industries has really grown and expanded. Yeah, yeah. So- uh, <laughs> Um, we have our sister awesome podcast, the, uh, the Main Street Business Podcast, but we're both tax attorneys. We love to help small business owners build wealth on Main Street, have a small business. The 401k and the IRA, the Roth, the SEP, the Simple, the HSA, the Coverdale, they're all players in this party. And sometimes you're like, am I going to go talk to the 401k guy or the SEP guy? You know, we're, we're just coming. Yeah. We're going to tell you what those two players are all about. And, um, I'd like your first caveat. You're not having this conversation unless you have a side hustle or a full-time small business. Yeah. You have to have self-employment, and we're not talking about rental properties either, okay? Unless you do a family management company, we might teach that side door solo 401k strategy. We use that sometimes. But you got to be self-employed. But This could be the side hustle, the main hustle, whatever it may be. Number two, I think the next caveat, Matt, is you want to do more than your Roth and HSA. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to say this, I, I, I'll i be really blunt. You you shouldn't even be having this conversation of the solo 401k or SEP unless, let's talk some boxes you should have checked out. You're out of personal debt. You are out of all consumer debt. If you need to do a snowball, get on it. You've also participated in matching at work, doubled your money on any matching you are and or your spouse, if you're married, has got matching. Number three, you should have funded your personal Roth IRA and or your spouses. Four, if possible, you funded your health savings account. Five, you've implemented a college savings plan for your children, possibly. And may I reiterate again, you're out of debt. Now, if you've done all those things and you're ready to throw down more money, now we can talk solo 401k. And I know saving for kids college, I'm going to make the assumption your savings plan is first stable and strong before you start paying for kids college. But I'm just saying, if you've yeah. checked all these boxes off, your saving strategy, your Coverdell, your HSA, your Roth, and you still have money to burn. <laughs> now we're going to talk. Yeah. You can burn it here with a, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, let's, let's dig into that. Of course, 
if you have consumer debt, this is an interest rate way greater than you'll ever be able to invest and make. So like, are you gonna be able to get a 20% return every year? No, but the credit card company's getting that from you every year. So that's why we say that order and prioritize these. Also, you might be like, guys, I can only afford to put away five grand a year in a retirement account. Just do a Roth IRA. Yeah. Like, Simple. Don't go to these more complicated structures that sure you can put 66,000 a year into it yourself. And if your spouse works and is self-employed or in the business with you could do the same thing, but start at um, the easier accounts, max those out first. Then you graduate up to this. This is kind of the big boy club. And also let's get a couple consumer advocacy points out here. There are promoters out there at all sorts of different workshops they get you get the whole crowd excited about the power of the solo 401k. And then they start selling it. And what do they call them? They call them some sort of retirement one person that calls them the EQRP. Yeah. EQR, a, a qualified retirement, qualified <laughs> retirement plan. You need a QRP. It's a 401k people. <laughs> so there's, there's competitors out there of ours and out there in the industry that'll come up with any sexy name they can to try to sell life insurance and or a 401k plan. Cause they want to manage your money or get the fees to set it up. So I just want to say right out of the gate, the solo 401k can come under different labels, this QRP thing or whatever, but the solo 401k is there once you're ready to put away more money and don't get sucked into it at a workshop of how sexy they are when your house isn't in order already. Mm-hmm. You know, are you Dave Ramsey says the same thing. Before yeah. you start really saving, let's make sure you're out of all that crappy debt. Now, I'm not saying pay off your home. That's another debate. But at least, let's at least be out of maybe student debt and or consumer debt. Then we can really buckle down and save. Okay. You buy into that? Yep. Buy into it. Okay. Okay. Let's let's start with what's the same in a solo K and a SEP IRA. Okay. What do we get that's the same? Okay. First, the total amount you can max is similar, not identical. We'll hit some caveats here. Um, but- in essence, I can put 66 grand a year, this is 2023 numbers, into a solo K or SEP IRA. So <laughs> yeah, I want to throw could. down some serious money. <laughs> I'm making some serious money. Yeah. I could throw now how we get there is different. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Yeah. Um, but that is the same. They are the same. But if you're really wanting to put down big money, you, uh, Okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> it nine same. times out of 10, the 401k is going to win. Yeah. It really is. It's, I screwed up. I, I got to do something. We were going to get there. Oh, we were going to get there. We were going to get there. Okay. I know. I know. You just like, okay. don't tell them this, the ending okay, sorry. of the story. Everybody, we got there. Right? I was trying right. to build some we're conflict to build, okay. yeah. develop some of these characters, you know, the solo okay. K and the SEP IRA. Right? Can we edit that, please? Can we edit that, people? <laughs> okay. So how else are they similar? You can have both Roth and traditional money in both. Now that's new for SEP IRAs, by yep, the way. That's, that's new. new with the Secure Act like 30 days ago. Yeah. What, what else is similar? You can do a SEP or a 401k on top of your regular Roth. Mm-hmm. In fact, you could have a 401k, a SEP, and a regular Roth. You might have different businesses. You might Now, your total contributions are going to be limited. But, yeah. in fact, I need to say, I don't. can you put money in a SEP if you're participating in a solo 401k? It would just mm, reduce your... I don't, I don't think you can. I don't I don't think think you not can. in that same business. It wouldn't qualify. No, certainly not yeah. in the same business. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you've got total contribution. But, but if you had another business, then you couldn't be doing a separate solo K cause you would have to own 50% or less. So yeah, you're, you're general, you're doing one or the other. Yeah. That's now you might have too. a 401k at a day job 
and another solo 401k or SEP IRA that you're doing for your side hustle, that's totally that's okay. fine. That's totally yeah. fine. And of course your spouse, what they're doing is, is totally fine too. So, um, okay. So I can do traditional and Roth and both, and that's okay. new for SEP IRAs. So if some of you are like, what, you can't do Roth dollars and SEP IRAs. Yes. Secure 2.0 passed 30 days ago. It's making it effective for 2023. Um, okay. So I'm going to put that down you cannot do both. I'm updating some PowerPoints here. Um, by the way, people, we're going to let you know what some of our, um, when some of our conferences are this year, we're really excited about 2023 and what we're doing to help advisors around the country. And for those that are looking for good investments in your retirement accounts. And so while we're talking here, I'm kind of playing with slides. I want to make sure that we're consistent people. That's what you want. You don't want to just get on the web and find the answer you like. We want to, yeah. we want to be there. So I'm kind of playing with the slides. So you cannot do both a solo 401k and a SEP. I really like that. Other similarities. Again, you have to be business owners. Your family yeah. could participate in both. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. a spouse or kids. They're involved in the business. Yep. You shouldn't have other outside full-time employees. Generally. And either. And if you do, you got to offer this amazing plan to them, which you'd be crazy to. Well, when we're going to come to the deadlines yeah. on that, on when the time. Okay. So let's say those are the similarities. Yep. Okay. I, to me, I just feel like want to say, Let's start with the solo 401k because that's generally where you're going to go. Yeah. And then if you don't qualify for the solo 401k, we'll explain when the set makes sense. Or there is kind of this caveat of I maybe mm. don't want to do as much as a solo 401k or pay for a 401k. So the set could be an option. Yeah. But should, what do you think? Yeah. Can we start no, with solo? Start with solo. Do it. Yep. Okay. Tell me why you like the solo, Matt. Well, I mean, the 401k, you can do so many more things that you cannot do with a SEP IRA. Um, I know you'll, I'll let you talk about the contributions and how you get to maxing out. Cause that's, okay. that's nice. But, um, here's one thing you can do with a solo K you cannot do in a SEP IRA. You can take a participant loan. You can loan yourself half the balance of your 401k, not to exceed 50 grand. So if I have some high consumer debt, maybe, um, or I want to start a small business or I need to access this retirement account money for whatever happens, my income changes, you know, and I'm, or I'm out of work or whatever it may be. All right. Well, we can take a loan from our own 401k, half the balance not to exceed 50 grand, and you pay back your 401k over a five-year period. You cannot do that with a SEP IRA or any other IRA account. That's unique to 401ks. So that's a perk in a 401k. Have some access to the money if you needed it in the format of a loan. I like that. The other reason, okay, when you start to say, why do I want to do a solo versus a SEP? Again, we're making the same assumption we did at the very beginning. You can do more than your individual Roth, your HSA, your personal savings account, your college savings, your getting out of debt. Let's assume you've got all that. So now you want to put away more. The reason why I like the solo 401k is simply the deferral slash match. Because when you do a SEP, you're really only putting away about 20%. 20 25%. 25%, but there's a 20% the deduction issue, it's kind of tricky, but okay. yeah, but it's 25% of your comp. I can put away 25% of my comp in a SEP. With a 401k, you can do 22,000 this year plus 25% of your comp. And the way Matt and I've done this on stage is like, say we're going to be in a race. We're going to do a, a marathon. And I'm like, okay, Matt, mm-hmm. Matt's like, well, I want a head start. Well, no, we're going to start at the same spot. Well, the solo 401k actually gives you a head start of 22,000 steps 
Yeah. Where the SEP is like, no, it's just 25% of your comp. So the 401k gets this huge head start and then 25% of comp. So that allows you to play more with your FICA contribution. So I'm not paying too much in the self-employment tax. And I just get that head start. It's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me give an example of that. Let's say you have, you made a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. This is your W2 in your S corp or sole proprietorship, um, your net income. So let's say it's your S corp. Okay. In a solo 401k, I get to do 22,500. It's actually 22,500 for 2023 plus 25% of what I made, which in this case, a hundred thousand, 25%, that's 25 grand. So I get to do 25 grand plus 22,500, 47,500 off a hundred thousand of income in a solo 401k. In a SEP IRA, 25,000 period. That's it. Okay. Now this is, let's even get more specific. Here's the tricky part. Let's say you, um, we're going to do S-Corp versus sole proprietor, okay? And many of you have listened to our S-Corp podcast. Mm-hmm. If I have an S-Corporation and I decide to take a payroll of 100 grand, mm-hmm. in Matt's example. Mm-hmm. So now, if I'm doing an S-Corp and taking 100 grand in payroll, I better be making 300, you know, mm-hmm. before I get there. I did 100 grand because the math is easy. I know it is easy, <laughs> but here, let's, let's propose this. Um. If you're in that S corp and you really are taking a W two of a hundred grand, you get the twenty two thousand plus the twenty five percent of a hundred grand. Great, but if you're a sole proprietor, you're not an S corp, and heaven forbid, you only get the twenty percent of the net. The, the, in a sole proprietorship, it's twenty percent of your net, but you're paying self employment tax on the whole hundred. It's a nightmare. So that's why the the SEP is a mistake in that situation. Because I got to pay FICA on a hundred grand, and still only get a twenty percent contribution amount. Now, if I do a W two, I get the twenty five percent, but no head start. It's just clunky. Um, can I yeah. use, do another example? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's say you. So right there, you can see everybody that you're getting this head start concept. Now I want to talk about the sweet spot. The sweet spot concept. Let's say you're back to a hundred grand net. Your business netted a hundred grand. Well, we're going to encourage you to do an S corp and take a payroll of 40. So now you've got 40 grand in payroll and um, 60 grand of non FICA taxable income, which is huge. So we just saved a ton in FICA. Well, you go, well, Mark, the SEP's better because you get 20% of the hundred grand in that sole proprietorship. Okay. That's 20,000. And they'd say, you're only going to get 25% of the 40 grand, which is your W2, that's only 10 grand. So they, on the face of it, they go 20 grand is more than 10 grand. So the SEP wins. Oh, but you forgot the catch up. So if I do a $40,000 W2 in an S corp, I could do 10 or 20 in my initial contribution plus 25%. So in an ideal scenario, holy crap, I could do 32,000 while only paying FICA on 40. Or do twenty thousand and pay FICA on a hundred. That's where the SEP just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. So it's the kind of that mm-hmm. initial head start right. and the FICA balance. Yeah. Plus, if you're fifty or over, you get to put an extra sixty five hundred bucks a year into a solo four hundred one k, which you do not get in a SEP. Yeah. There's no there's no catch up or extra contribution for fifty and older. Yeah. And I keep rounding down to twenty two thousand. Actually, in twenty three, it's twenty two thousand five hundred with a 6,500 catch up, which is 30,000 plus 25% of your payroll, 
which mm-hmm. in that example would have been 40. So I'm up to 40 grand in <laughs> yeah. a 401k, yeah. double what you could do in a SEP. Yep. And I'm only paying FICA on 40. So people, that's the magic of the difference. But the 401k yeah. has drawbacks. Yeah. So on the catch-up, by the way, it's 7,500, 2023, 6,500, 2022. Mark and I keep bouncing between 2022 numbers and 2023. Yeah. Um, But what Mark said, that 30 grand, if you're 50 or older, employee contributions, you can do 30 grand if you make essentially 30 grand plus 25% of of what you made. So um, so you're getting a a huge, huge um, advantage if you're trying to max out. Now, I was just talking to Mark earlier before we started, and I'm like, you know, I've ha- had calls where I've got a client deciding between a SEP and a solo 401k, and they're like, solo K is a little more expensive, right? I got to mm-hmm. set up a plan doc. It's got to be pre-approved by the IRS, which we have one, you know, we got it for you, but you got to pay for it, you know, and um, it takes, it's a thousand bucks, get a consult with one of our attorneys. We go through how it works. You understand it. It is a little more work and fees to set up on the front end. Maintenance of it's about the same. Um, but uh, maybe a little higher on the solo K, but this client was like, Hey, I love that. I could put in 60 grand a year, but I can maybe put 10 to 20 in a year. You know, it's, it's more than I want to do. And I, in addition to my Roth IRA, but I maybe want to be throwing 10 to 20 in a year. I'm making a hundred, 150 grand a year. Um, this client was doing private money, uh, hard, hard money loans. Um, I was like, okay, I, I see that. Yeah. I see why you could do the SEP. And if your income is getting better and you're like, I can throw more money away and I don't mean throw more money away and (laughs) I can save more money to invest. That's probably a better way. You can convert to the solo K because you can always roll a SEP IRA into a solo K. I love it. And so, okay. So we, I want to create a transitionary point there too. As we talk about how the solo 401k allows you more efficient saving. I think that's the best way to say it. More efficient, less FICA, more put away. You're getting more bang for your buck. But I'd like Matt's first exception, and then I'm going to I'm going to restate Matt's first exception, then mention a number two. The first exception being I don't want to put away as much as a 401k. Yeah. I've got a simple I'm not that much money. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I don't need that bang. I like the efficiency, but I don't need the bang. I only want to put yeah. away ten or fifteen anyway. I can get away with a SEP. It's a little cheaper this year. And then someday if I do the 401k, I'll mm-hmm. roll into it. So I like that. The second exception is timing. So you're plugging through the year. You get to the end of the year and you're like, oh, I should, oh, I should do a solo, but you don't get around to doing it. Now you're in 2023 right now, and you wish you would have done the solo 401k for 2022. Mm. Too late. Oh, there's but a change in the law. Th- there is a change in the law. Okay. <laughs> but the point is, let's say we have a client come in and they didn't make their S election. They don't have an S corp. They got a mm-hmm. lot of income. We're going to generally lean on the SEP because we can retroactively contribute to a SEP for 2022 all up until October 15th when you file that little Schedule C. Then we're going to grab by the ears and go, let's get you an escort for 23, get you a solo, take that old SEP and roll it in. But the SEP is kind of a nice little, hey, I screwed up. I should have done a 401k, but I didn't get around to it. And uh, Congress kind of knew this was out there. So they did provide a new variable that is, is, is an option. Yeah, there's actually kind of a fix on this. So because uh, we used to use the SEP IRA as kind of the cleanup if you didn't get your solo 401k done in time. Mm-hmm. And in Mark's example there too, where you're changing your entity type and everything, it just makes sense to do the SEP uh, for 2022 because you didn't have an entity that you would usually use to set up the solo K. So let me say this on the solo K. 
you can still set it up right now for 2022. We are still setting that up in our law firm for 2022. And in fact, in Secure 2.0, that was part of the you know, budget bill that passed on Christmas Eve or a couple, couple days before Christmas, one of the provisions in there said, hey, for solo 401ks, you can actually set it up up until the tax return deadline and make employer, which has always been the law, and employee contributions. Only for sole proprietors, though. So like S-Corps and stuff, it's not going to work because you got to have a W-2. But employee and employer contributions can still work in a solo K um, up until your tax return deadline. Now, hold it. This is new. See, I've said this before. I always learn something new from Matt Sorensen. I want to ask a question here. Mm -hmm. If we were on live forum, I'm sure mm -hmm. someone would ask this. Okay. I'm a solo 401. I'm sorry. I'm an S-Corp. Okay. I yep. screwed up. Didn't yep. get my 401k done. I'm now in 2023. Mm -hmm. Let's say I had a salary of 40, mm -hmm. net income of 60. I was at that 100 example yep. we were just using with. If I say I'm going to implement a solo 401k, I can only do 25% of the W-2 compensation yep. and set up a retroactive solo 401k for 22. Yep. But I'm only putting in 10 grand. Well, yeah, 25% of, of whatever. Of the 40. 40. Okay, okay. 40. Yeah, All right. Okay. okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay. Now, if I say, well, someone walks in the door, uh -huh. they're a sole proprietor, they made mm -hmm. that same 100 grand, should have mm -hmm. been an S-corp, too mm -hmm. late. And we say, let's look at the SEP versus solo 401k. If they say, well, I really don't want to put away a lot, again, we could just say, let's just fall back on the SEP. It's 20%. Of the hundred yeah. up to twenty grand. Do you want to put away more than twenty grand? No. I'm yeah. good at twenty. Okay. Yep. Yep. It stays up. Yep. If they go, Well, I'd like to do more than twenty, <clears throat> then you say, Okay, now we can do a retroactive solo four oh one K for yeah. a sole proprietor. Yep. Which is I could do twenty you could do five your employee and employer contributions. Wow. Yeah, that's like this is thirty days new, guys. This is you know cutting edge. Yeah, cutting edge. So so but again, if they're like, well, I don't want to put away that much, we'll probably encourage the retroactive SEP. It's cheaper. It's easier. Get the contribution for 22. Yeah. Start your solo 401k in 23 and then roll the SEP into that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, because the deadline to contribute, by the way, is the company tax return deadline. So if you're an S-Corp, we've been throwing that out. That's March 15th plus extensions, which could get you into September. Mm -hmm. If you're Schedule C, sole proprietor, you got April 15th plus extensions up until October, October 15th. Yeah. So, you know, we still set up some solo Ks and, you know, I just like had to send a note to our team on solo Ks, say, hey, heads up, 2022 for sole proprietors, you can still do it. Now, here's another little trick too that's important because sometimes people are like, yeah, I was a sole proprietor last year, but I want to be an S Corp in 2023. And I don't want the plan set up in my sole proprietorship business because I'm going to have mm. my S-Corp moving forward. Then do I got to do two plans? Ooh, that's a good caveat. Yeah. One little fix there is you can actually have multiple employers of a solo K. So if you've got a sole proprietorship and you've got an S-Corp, those can actually be merged the, the same employer in that solo 401k. It takes a little more work. But that's, a, that's an option, too, where you could have multiple employers of the solo mm -hmm. K. All right, now I'm going to give you the third example, but I'm going to pull a ripcord and say this. For anybody out there where your head's swimming a little bit, I don't know which one to choose. Holy hell. Well, and my accountant, I can't get a straight answer from. You can call any of our tax lawyers at KKOS. They are all trained on this. You can make an appointment and say, help me choose the right plan. We're not going to tell you what to invest in. 
We're going to help you set up the bucket and the car so you can drive out and go invest in what you want. But it's going to be the most efficient vehicle that you drive out of the garage with here. That's our goal is to get you in the right vehicle, not to sell you crap to put in it. You can choose what you want to put in that trunk. So and my trunk is very efficient. Matt's got junk in his trunk. You like that? I wanted to get junk in the trunk in here. I I, I was wondering how you're going to sneak that in. I got it in. So, okay. (laughs) Junk in your trunk. Okay, now those attorneys can help you. That's a compliment. I don't know if you want junk in your trunk. I want a a tight trunk. Okay, Okay. anyway. Okay, now. (laughs) So, folks, you can get a console and have one of these tax attorneys help choose that official one. Okay, now I'm going to give you the third exception. Okay. Number one was you may not want to put in enough money. Number two, you may have missed a deadline. Number three, you have some employees, but not sure. Can I do the 401k with this employee or not? Or do I have to do a SEP? Sometimes the SEP's going to let you play when the 401k doesn't. So that's an important thing. So if you're walking up to the party, ooh, here's another analogy. Okay, all right. I'm, t- I'm debating between talking to the 401k guy or the SEP guy. I'm going to go, I, don't, I can't talk to the 401k person. They've got the wrong people around them. The SEP, they're more inclusive. SEP's going to let me walk up and talk to them. So you kind of got this, the SEP's a little more open to socializing. Okay, on the 401k, if you have this year one full-time employee and they have their one-year anniversary this year, you're out of the solo, period. Yeah, and I'd say it's really, it's just 12 months from when they started. That yep. qualify, that solo is not working anymore. Yeah, so if you had a full-time employee start in January of this year and they're not going to get their full-time status until next year in 2024, that one-year anniversary. I was like, 2024? Oh my gosh, that is 2024 next year. Yeah, that's nuts. Okay. So if your full-time employee is going to have their anniversary next year and you just hired them, you're okay. Still knock out the solo this year, and then it'll turn into an IRA next year when you roll it out. You'll have to shut down the plan because you had this full-time employee become eligible. Or you convert to the safe harbor plan. We've got other shows on that. Number two problem is let's say you have a part-time employee that hits their third year anniversary this year. So they've been with you part-time, your kids don't count, but you've had a third, this is the third year your part-time employee has been with you and this year is their anniversary, you cannot do a solo. You're out. You got to go look at the group. The SEP says, same rule for part-time. You have three-year part-time employee, you're out of the SEP, but they give you two years on the full-time so let's say this year you're going to have a that anniversary of your full-time employee that's their first year anniversary. That's okay. They haven't hit two years yet. You can still play in the SEP. In 2024, you'll be out of the SEP. So you kind of get to play that SEP game for one more year, and then you got to look at the, the full Safe Harbor group. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so solo 401K – once I got one qualifying employee, one year worked for me. And that, by the way, that full time is like 20 hours a week, 19 hours a week. It's not what you think. You're like, oh, they're working for me for 30 hours a week. So I don't need to count them. No, you do. Um, now, SEP IRAs, you have three years, okay, until you have to consider them. So you, you got that employee that's been working for you for two years. Do the SEP IRA. You can't do the solo because you'd have to offer them the solo, but you can do the SEP IRA. See, I'm learning something new. Under the SEP, I thought if they hit their two-year anniversary as full-time, you're out. 
It's three years and a SEP. They don't qualify until three years, I oh, thought. damn it. Okay. I'm going to correct that. We should, uh, you know. Is that? Okay. While we're talking here, I'm going to go to our database for a, a decay. The database is that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This Google? is good. <laughs> no, ours is deeper than that. Okay. Um, All right. I'm, I'm going to confirm that rule. Yep, it's three years. So who was right? Oh, really? You're going to pull that? Unbelievable. <laughs> Do we need to throw the red flag? Just, are we doing a replay? Are we doing a replay? Red flag. You say you were right. <laughs> Matt, you're right. You know, this is this is uh, what um, Matt's yeah. wife, Michelle, and I, we just both, it's hard. We hey, really, when I get a win, I just got to, I got to <laughs> celebrate it. You know, yeah. I was on the Main Street Business Podcast trying to, you know, what did we even talk about yesterday? Oh, home office deduction. Man, I was struggling. I was like trying to say something smart. Um, That's well, true. Luckily, Mark knows that. Upwards and down. So, um, so yeah, so set by but that's good news, right? For everybody. Yeah. You want it yeah. to be right. That buys you more time. Yeah. So you got three years before you got to worry about employees qualifying. So, and I've seen that kind of like real estate brokers that have been SEPs and they kind of haven't had an employee that stays that three year window. They got kind of like one employee at a time maybe. And sometimes that employee turns into an agent and goes 1099. And, and so they've been able to use that SEP IRA where the solo K would be a little more tricky to pull off because it's that one year. Now, under the new Secure 2.0 for solo 401ks, part-timers now have to know get to get counted once they've worked for you for two years. Mm. Used to be three. It's made two. That that piece goes into effect in 2024. For SEPs. For solo Ks. For solo oh, it goes from three down to two. To two. In 24. We're 20, already getting into 24. That's too much for me. It's next year. It's in nine I months. I can't handle it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> scary. Oh, all right. Okay. Um Okay, well, so let me hit a couple things on the solo K that you'll that it's important to know too. Okay, because there's there's kind of one other cool thing about it and one other bummer. I don't know bummer, but just one okay. thing you gotta know. Um, in a SEP IRA, your IRA custodian. So if you have your SEP IRA at directed IRA, we're gonna do the filing stuff for you to the IRS on the account. Now you got to take the deduction on your company return or you're on your Schedule C for what you're contributing um, into a SEP, but. There's no tax return for the SEP IRA. We file a form to the IRS for you or whoever your IRA custodian is. For a solo 401k, though, once you have 250000 of assets in the four, solo 401k, you have to start doing what's called a 5500EZ. This is a tax return. It's not a complicated one, but the solo 401k does have to start filing a tax return to the IRS every year. Well, if you're under 250000 the IRS is like, we don't want to hear from you. Keep saving, knock yourself out. When you hit 250, we want to see this tax return each year. So there's a little administrative cost once you got 250,000 um, or more in the solo 401k. Now, on the plus side of the solo 401k, one of the cool things about the solo 401k is for those of you that self direct and know about the tax called UDFI, it's basically a tax when you buy an asset with debt. For example, you buy a rental property with your solo 401k. There's a tax that IRAs have to pay on that that would apply to a SEP IRA called UDFI. Solo 401ks are exempt from UDFI on leveraged real estate mm. only. But in that example there, it's a little bit of a differentiator for those that are buying real estate with loans. If that's part of your investment strategy, you may want to lean to the solo K over the SEP IRA because it's got that little unique tax exception for UDFI. Oh, and you know what? Back when we were talking about similarities, I think we, we just overlook it because it's so obvious to us is you can self-direct both. Yeah, that's true. We, we never really pointed that out. Yeah. So you can do Wall Street and alternative assets, which brings up the Alternative Asset Summit. Mm. 
That's yeah, a big June deal. June 29th and 30th, altinvestorsummit.com, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. there's a couple okay. URLs we're going out there, but we'll link it in the in the podcast description for the show. So, um, yeah, that, that'll be learning about the different types of assets you can invest in with a retirement account or outside a retirement account. But we'll be focusing on alternative assets. That's, of course, what most people do with their self-directed retirement accounts at Directed IRA um, or anyone self-directing for that matter. So, yeah. This is so good. I'm just like touching up. And this is how much I just want to say this to all of our listeners. Like this is not just canned information. We are constantly learning and evolving. We've got between our three firms, we've got gosh, 15 or 25 uh, uh, tax professionals, attorneys, CPAs, and we're all trying to get the as the most out of the streets as we can, like street smart planning. And that's, this is where it's at. Like, yeah. What are these little details that get really strategic? And so I know it's a little overwhelming for some of you schedule a call, but hopefully it's enough to open your eyes to, oh my gosh, I've got options. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I learn from Matt constantly in these and he learns from me. We're really trying to be the best we can be. So this is, this is organic. Yeah. This is uncut. Yeah. This is legit. Yeah, they're like, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, what else could we hit here? Anything else? I was just going to say, you know, a little plug here. There's a whole chapter on the solo 401k in my book, the self-directed IRA handbook, but we've done separate webinars on solo 401k at directedira.com slash webinar. Mark and I have separate podcasts on the solo 401k. If you want to set up a new solo 401k, you can get to the law firm for a consult with one of the lawyers, or if you just want to talk about the solo 401k account, we do a directed IRA. You can get a call with one of our senior account reps there. So we're here to help. We want to be part of your retirement plan journey, play our small role in um, you taking control of your retirement. So hopefully this is helpful to you understanding the difference between the solo 401k and SEP IRA. They're super powerful tools, only available to self-employed. So if you are self-employed, no one's got a retirement account for you. It's up to you. There's no company 401k already set up there. That you just got to sign a form and enroll in. Yeah. So you got to take control of this. The good news is you get to put a lot more money away than the typical person out there. There's a lot of perks. And I'll make the challenge now, please. If any of you think that this could be a good fit for you, this is one way to fast track your wealth building and retirement. Self-directing. Why not just create tax-free dollars? Why worry about saving taxes? I'm just going to make tax-free money. So these are one of the vehicles that can allow you to do that. I think it's so powerful. Get a consult with one of our tax lawyers to fine-tune and create a trifecta and the retirement plan choice for you. When you schedule a call with our attorneys, you can say, hey, I need a trifecta and I need to focus on tax return review. I need to focus on a new entity or I need to focus on my retirement account. Which one should I do? And that the attorney is going to tailor that call to you and help you build a plan for 2023. Then every six months to a year, you schedule a little follow-up. You know, we don't have this, you know, massive you know, onboarding fee that you've got to marry us forever. Get a consult, get a second opinion. I think you'll love it. Yeah. Thanks everyone. If you like the show, please subscribe, you know, uh, give us a kudos or five star, whatever it may be on what you're listening to. It does help other people find the show. And if you are still listening right now, I think you liked it. Otherwise you had other options. You could have changed. Yeah. Um, But we'll see you back next week with another amazing episode of the Directed IRA podcast. Until then, stay calm, self-direct on. 